evening, and welcome back to your Hebrew Nation Morning Show, where Hebrews from all over the world gather to share and listen about the biblical roots of our faith. Sit back with your favorite morning brew and join the conversation. Lines are now open, so call 503-967-3001. Hebrew Nation, His Kingdom, His People, and Your Radio Station. To the morning Back show, the you are listening show. to Dr. Deb Gold and Miriam Stallsworth and our very special guest, who is Dr. Dina Dye, and she has been a wealth of information. And I hope, I hope we're getting woke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people that are listening out there, we better wake up. You know, because these things are very serious and. And, you know, there's safety. We've heard this all of our lives, and I'm beginning to get the revelation of it now, Dina, more than ever. There's safety in numbers. And so if we all rise up together, you know, it's going to be difficult to put everybody in jail. But if, if, you know, if it's just a few of us that uh, rise up, then it's a lot easier to go out and arrest somebody. And you were talking about businesses and... Uh, before the break about, you know, essential, non-essential. Uh, we were talking on the break about how these poor moms, you know, like when I was a single mom, I, I worked in what would have been considered non-essential industries. And so um, I, what would I have done? You know, I had three children and putting food on the table and, and, and oh, I don't even know. And so these these poor single moms out there, and I'm sure the same thing for dads, too. I'm not, you know, being a feminist or anything, but it, my heart goes out to the single moms that have no means of support for their children, and that, that would seem like a pretty essential. And that word is so misleading. You can interpret it however you want, and it's, it's terrible, very misleading, essential or non-essential. I think, Deb, you said something about that uh, with Home Depot, that what that uh, we'll meet uh, in the plumbing department for yeah. church because they have 50 people. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the size of it. It, it. It's the lack of common sense and yeah. irrational response that has me. And, you know, go back to, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and we have leaders in office they have absolutely no wisdom because they do not fear God. They do not believe in God. They have totally rejected God. And as a result, they don't even know how to think right. And we're all sitting here going, what on earth? And to watch in my stay, I mentioned, you know, the Grants mayor. We haven't uh, heard anything in the last day. Uh, you know, he'll, he's probably facing fines and things like that because the governor wants to fine everybody $5,000. That's her deal. And, and like you said, I mean, the businesses have been crushed. I would, I'm just going to say our state will likely never recover from this. We uh, were one of the poorest states in the union to begin with. 
We had the highest unemployment rate in the country before this all started. 50% of our revenues come from oil and gas, which down in the southeastern corner of the state, and it, of course, has been decimated. In March, the governor and the supermajority Democrat legislature passed a budget. They gave a 17% increase to all of the, uh, you know, department heads, secretaries, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they basically spent all of our rainy day money. We are now $2 billion in the hole. And, and they went ahead and got their little raises this week. Uh, you know, the, again, with the oil and gas crush, uh, they closed down all of the coal plants up in the northwest corner of the, of the, of the state. We're all, you know, that's where the, in, most of the Indian, uh, Navajo Nation, et cetera, et cetera. The, the crushing blow on this state is beyond anything you could ever imagine. And then probably federal money won't be coming in. Um, President Trump indicated, yeah, put out a trial balloon on, those that are sanctuary cities, well, we're a sanctuary state. The minute Grisham came into office as governor, she pulled the National Guard off of our borders. So, again, I mentioned we have, you know, brown shirts running around, turning people in uh, everywhere, over 2,200, you know, reports to the state police. Like, who does this? And so uh, we have, for example, there was a car wash operating down in Artesia, and now a number of state police had come by, told them they were in, you know, and they were compliant. It was fine. Just run your, you know, run your business. Um, I'm not sure what else was there. I guess it was part of a gas station and stuff like that. Anyways, this one person kept turning them in till finally, as she complained to the governor, she complained to the state police or he, I'm not sure which. Anyways, a different state police officer ended up going out there and shutting them down. Well, the sheriff ste stepped in and they actually got them opening up again but this stuff is going on and on uh, all the gun stores are shut down even though the president gave an order you know that they were essential um calipers the guy Lou sanchez ended up he was on fox news this past week so his his gun store actually is arranged for the police officers to go to and get this so as you all know in most of your states uh, the hospitals are essentially empty. We made room for all of these. And let me just also say that I refuse, I will say it here, but I refuse to call it COVID-19, okay? I call it the CCP virus because COVID-19 was coined by the WHO, <laughs> and those people are evil. So I call it the CCP virus. So our, our hospitals were essentially empty. Uh, one of our veterans' hospitals they had made way for 43 patients, I believe, and there are seven there. So now the hospitals are freaking out, right? They're losing tons of money, and then we have this stimulus pass with billions of dollars to cover the hospitals, when if they just were open, they could take care of people. Uh, people aren't getting their elective surgeries. They're not. We've had, I know several people have told me of family members that have gone to the hospital they said, we can't deal with you. They've gone home and they have died. Like, is this not insane? So we have this hot spot up in the Navajo Nation. And this was uh, two Mondays ago. A local radio guy named Eddie Aragon was out there in the morning filming because a company, Sun Cement or something from Phoenix, had come in and they had made a helipad 
for helicopters to fly in downtown in the, it's called Milne Field, it was a stadium. And what they were going to do is they were going to fly in 1,900 CCP patients from the Navajo Nation and surrounding area by helicopter to the pad and take them to Presbyterian Hospital, which was down the road. Because Presbyterian Hospital was going to get $40,000 per person, per bed, per ventilator. So this is all about money. Now, we stopped that. However, what happened was they started doing it surreptitiously. So Eddie got a hold of a, an app where you can follow helicopters everywhere, where they're coming from, where they're going. And every night now, coming into New Mexico, helicopter after helicopter, sometimes they have to schedule their landings on the heliports, bringing in patients from Denver, from Lubbock, from Phoenix, into, the, into our hospitals. So guess what? Now our numbers are going up. Wow, what a surprise. The other thing is, if you're in the hospital with this virus, they will test you seven times at least before you're allowed to leave, and they wait for at least two or three tests that are negative. Those numbers got added into the count of cases. Give me a break. So nothing is real. In my opinion, it's all been a big sham. It's a lie, and money is at the bottom of it, as it always is. And our state is taking a hit like nobody's business. And I really don't think we're going to survive it. Wow. Wow. You know, it's funny because I've got uh, several friends that are RNs and family members. And, and uh, in my family also is a physician's assistant. And they've all told me the same thing. This thing is a sham. It's a scam. Now, they're not talking about New York City. But as far as the states right. are concerned, um it's 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 all smoke and mirrors and they're forcing a lot of the medical staff from what i'm understanding from some of my friends too that uh, any kind of death is you know if there's any question at all counted as a covid death and even if it's not any question at all one one uh family member of mine um they uh their husband died of a heart attack and they tried to um write it as a COVID. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and oh she, she's fighting oh it right now. Yeah. 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 We saw uh, Pennsylvania had to overturn their numbers by about 200. Uh, it, it, it's just abominable. And, you know, for instance, in New Mexico, St. Vincent's Hospital in Santa Fe has had to lay off 300. People are not getting the care that they need. Any care, preventive care, no care, but hey, our abortion clinics are open. Isn't that grand? <laughs> right, right. Well, I, from what yeah. I under, from what I understand about New York, and I'm you know by no means uh, an expert on it, but there was a, a this one uh, physician assistant that was saying that her. Um, some of her contacts that are in the hospitals, and you'd alluded to the fact, Dina, that one a doctor had committed suicide there. They're beside themselves yeah. because what's happening is they're just bringing people in and they're putting them on ventilators and they're getting no care. So they're laying there to right. die and rot and without any, you know, real care. And so that yeah. that's why the death toll is climbing so dramatically. In New York is because they stick them in the hospital, stick them on a ventilator, and that's it. 
Yeah, that right. The ventilator is, I don't understand why everyone, you know, wants ventilators. Because once you go on a ventilator, it looks to me like you're pretty well dead. So they, you know, early on, uh, no, the whole thing, it, it's just become certifiably insane. Uh, this, I read this story. This is from Romania, okay? Now, try to imagine, I mean, Romania, World War II. The officials came out there, and everyone in Romania has to have, you have to get, uh, you have to send in official paperwork in order to leave your house. Okay. Now, you can leave your house to take care of your animals, walk your dog and stuff like that. But you can't just leave your house and go anywhere you want. You can go to a grocery store. If you leave your house without your official papers and your ID, you can be fined up to, you know, $5,000. So Romanians trying to figure out how to beat the system were doing stuff like they would take their fish for a walk. So they put their fish in a plastic bag and then they would go out in the street and go for a walk because they're walking their fish. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm thinking, what, what on earth are people in Romania thinking? I mean, it's not that far from World War II when, you know, oh, papers, please. Uh, and to, for them to even allow this, this is the part that has me undone, that we would even allow it. We're, like, we're allowing it. Yes. And I totally, but when you said in your state, what was it, or 2,200, what was it? Uh, people have called in reporting yes. another. Yes. I mean, what? What is this? Has got to be crazy. Because is it just power? What is this? I mean, it is absolutely sick to do this to call in and report somebody, or somebody was sitting on a bench and or somewhere and they reported them in. I mean, this is really absurd and very scary. Because I remember some of my relatives saying for so long when they had come over, you know, from Hungary, from Poland, and all their family had been killed, they were so scared of people going to steal. It was embedded in them. And yes. this is what's happening in certain states. It's just, it's just very, very scary. Well, we got a lot of liberals in the state, okay? So, you know, these are our do-gooder, busybody liberals <laughs> who take it upon themselves to make the world in their image and likeness. And heaven forbid someone should violate the order of the, of the governor for their civil rights and the Constitution. Most of these people, I would venture to say, have absolutely no idea what's in the Constitution, what it says, and the value of it is the underpinnings of our nation. And so, you know... Uh, this is this is what happens. Yeah. Well, I think it was a couple weeks ago on Fox News. There was was it the governor of New Jersey, and they asked him something, and they nice. said that he said this was above my pay grade. I think it was Pastor Carlton. Yeah, and he did not even he didn't know anything about the Constitution, and this is the governor. Yeah, all these things are designed to break down the, the structure of the republic. That's the goal. If you if you remove the foundation of the republic, you know, you can just move in with your, you know, communist socialist ways. Um, I would just say the way where we're headed in New Mexico, uh, what's going to happen is the middle class is going to flee out of this state, probably to the tune of a half a million people. To, we may well lose a congressional district over it because the middle... 
that what you have to understand is that the, the greatest threat to tyrants is the middle class who own property and have businesses and, uh, you know, have power in that way. So uh, totalitarians, they, their goal is always to crush the middle class. And so the, the United States of America has had the biggest, most successful middle class in the history of humankind. So it makes sense that the political elites and the ruling class and globalists want nothing better to do than to eliminate that. So that's really uh, what a lot of this is about. And so in New Mexico, uh, they're going to be fleeing out of here, and all that will be left will be the poor that are on welfare and the political elites running the show, although I don't know how they do it without any money, but we are going to be Venezuela because we are the only state in the union that has a Green New Deal, and so they closed down the coal plants, as I mentioned, and now they're targeting the oil and gas. Uh, just the, the, what provides them with 50% of their revenues. Like, does that, again, when we have leaders in office who don't have any wisdom, who, who reject God, who do not fear God, this is the fruit. Mm. Wow. wow. And that's something that we need to proclaim from the housetops. I mean, I'm sorry yes. that you guys are the sacrificial lambs in all this, but we really right. need to proclaim from the housetops, take a look at New Mexico. Is this what you want for America? You yeah. know, yeah. this is... New Mexico is California without the wealth. California can keep on keeping on because of the tech industry and, and Silicon Valley. New Mexico has nothing. And... Uh, you know, we're, we're one of those going, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And, and I'm fighting it out till the election. I'm going to give it my all. I'm working with a variety of organizations here to try to turn the state around in the hopes that we can take the House and the Senate at the very least uh, and the three congressional district races here that are going on. And, you know, I'm, I'm working closely with, a, you know, with different groups in that regard. So I'm going to give it my best shot. Uh, you know, I'm not giving up, but there may come a point in which we don't have any option. Right, right. Well, I know, I know even in California, the people are fleeing that state by the droves. You know, when yeah. I, when I moved from California, it was, you know, even the, uh, the places that rented trucks, you know, for U-Hauls and everything. It was like uh -huh. three, three times the price to rent a truck from California because no trucks are, they said that no trucks are coming back in. So they have to charge more money. So my, my, one of my sons and daughters, they, they went to, uh, they actually flew to Las Vegas to rent a truck. Um, because it was like, you know, less than half the price that it was to rent a truck in California for that very reason. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's an it's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, but again, we have an opportunity. Uh, the Trump campaign believes New Mexico is, is can be turned. Uh, they believe they can win the state and they're probably going to be pumping a lot of money in here. So the possibilities there, we just have to educate. What we have in New Mexico are a lot of what I call legacy voters uh, heritage voters, they, they've been voting Democrats since, you know, the 1400s. <laughs> Just a joke there. Um, but they don't understand, the, the older generation does not understand what the Democrat Party stands for. And I'm guessing a lot of them are probably closet Republicans. So we are about, you know, turning the state red. Uh, 
I'm part of a, uh, it's called the 323 Project, in which um, we are working. So up at this particular particular cycle, we have pretty well filled all the slates of uh, Republicans to run against Democrats in the state house. We have 112 running, and we've got some great candidates. Of course, we can't get out there because of this nonsense, which is part of the reason this governor has kept us shut down. We we know that. But these are we have some great candidates, and we really do have a, a good shot. And if we can at least take uh, one house for now, then maybe uh, this is the first time I think in a while we all 112 seats are up. So oh, wow. she's not up for re-election until 2022. But, um, I mean, there's a lot of angry people, so, you know, we shall see. Right, right. Well, and, that, and that, that is the, um, the thing, too, is to get out and vote. You know, yeah. and, and very, so many very, evangelicals didn't vote in the last election, which is why we lost. Congress. Yeah, fifteen million are not even registered. That's abominable. Again, we have a right to determine our destiny. We have an obligation to the weaker of our society to elect good leaders who will pass policies to bring up everyone, to raise all boats, to protect the unborn, to protect those that are vulnerable and weak in society. I mean, to not vote, you are basically saying, I don't care about you, you know, stay homeless, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't understand it, you know, this whole thing about politics and Christians. Um, if you If you go back and read your Bible, you will see that virtually every chapter in the Bible is dealing with some kind of empire in the background that Israel is having to deal with. The Bible is very much a political book dealing with kingship from yes. beginning to end. Wow. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. And you know, and it is I, I like what you said. Uh, Dina, it is our responsibility, and that's what being a, a spiritual leader is, is looking out for the welfare of others. Well, one way we can look out for the welfare of others is to get out and vote our, vote our values. You know, if, if they're not pro-life candidate, don't, don't vote for them just because daddy was a Democrat, you know, or whatever. Um, and I, I've even met a lot of evangelical Christians that have voted Democratic for years and years and years, and, and they don't, you know, they don't get it. No, that one totally escapes me. There's no part of me that can process that. Just on the basis of abortion, I don't even relate. Right, right. And so this is where we're at, though, as a people. If we can just encourage people... Uh, some way, somehow, maybe do voter registrations in our churches and our congregations yep. Yep. and places of worship, you know, um, that yeah. pastors need to stand up and say, you know, if you don't do anything else in November, go out and vote. You know, if you're not, uh, you know, responsible in that area, you know, during the Revolutionary War, the pastors would be up there with their frocks on and then all of a sudden they would, you know, be ready to pull their frocks off and go out and they had military uniforms underneath and fight the battles and and that's really and what then, we're called to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then we got our medical professionals telling us that they don't think it'll be safe to vote in November. Well, you know what I say to that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
That is crazy. Well, I, I hope it's just the Democrats that listen to them. <laughs> yeah. They can all stay home. That's yeah, they fine can all with me. Stay home. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, and that's the sad thing. There are some lovely people that just don't understand, uh, like you were saying, about, you know, what the Democratic platform is now. Because when I was a young girl in the Kennedy era and, and whatnot, the Demo you know, remember John F. Kennedy said, ask not what yeah. uh, the country can do for 